The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest solution to web design around. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code IGN for 10% off your order. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 396 of Podcast Beyond. This is a, a, po- a podcast <laughs> that we make using different computers and some mm-hmm. microphones, and it's all about the Sony PlayStation family yeah. of different game fun computers. Mm-hmm. It's all about it. That's yeah. it. All I'm, it's about. Yeah. I'm Max Scoville, and joining me today is Marty Sleva. I've returned from Santa Monica. From the week of judgment. St. Monica. Yes. And, of course, Andrew Goldfarb. I'm back. Back again. You are back. Was, uh, I haven't seen you yet. Well, I've seen you, but we have literally, I think we have literally drank every day since since you've been back. I think you're, that's, I think you're fine. Yeah. That's, a, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Brian Altano still, he's like, he's smooching in Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm in his apartment, so it's great. How yeah. is that? We talked uh, about this a little bit. Has it yeah. been, have you like, you made a mess? Have you like, have you I've broken any of his of stuff? Yeah. I, have, uh, I have some time to clean up. Uh, yeah, I haven't broken any of You spilled stuff, the time? But... He's very fussy about <laughs> his herbs. <laughs> Dude, they have a lot of herbs. I know. So, that's, there's a lot totally... of pasta in there, too. Uh, okay, yeah. which is so great. We talked about this. Yeah, like I it's guess. totally. We wanted to do a video. Like Max said, we should just do an unboxing of Brian's entire just, apartment. Just loot his whole, his whole house and just throw all his crap on the ground and be like, look at all this different spaghetti. What an Italian stereotype. I love the idea that he has like he has a trapper keeper. You open it up and it's just brap, brap and all these different spots. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, um, there's a, I think I took a picture of it on his fridge. There's this like daily planner and it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He just says shot, 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 shot. <laughs> and like, I love that he took the time to write that and to make that joke. Cause his poor wife, like yeah. she's just like, yeah. she's a saint. Oh yeah. boy. Anyway. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've, it's been, it's been weird not having, it was really, it was rough. Not having you around Aww. or Brian around because I used to talk to you guys and we get we go get then you coffee. Had to move and stuff. desks and it's weird. yeah, we had to move desks. It was a very weird, yeah. weird week. But now we got we got Goldfarb Farb around to hang out it's and neat. stuff. It's good. Yeah. Um, Your dog was here. That was the best. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, got you a cool dog. dog on the podcast once. Next um, time I'm you gone, just, yeah, just don't show up to work because yeah, you're allergic to Ryan dog. brought his dog onto Unlocked once, and I didn't realize until like 15 minutes in that the dog was under the desk, and I like started like wheezing and sneezing. And I'm like, why is this happening? And I look, I'm like, there's a dog in this room. That's like for your allergies. That's like if you just pulled out a gun and put it on the <laughs> yeah, table. Seriously, do all um, of your allergies rhyme? Wheezing and sneezing. And- wheezing and sneezing. Pleasing and, and freezing. Yeah. This, this is the story of <laughs> pleasing and freezing. My life in Wisconsin. 
<laughs> All right. So yeah, this is a, this is a show we do about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some stuff to talk about. We've got. Uh, The Witcher. I've been playing. I played that all weekend. Mm-hmm. I talked about that. I'm. I'm. Ugh, it's a fun game. I want to talk about that. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Sort of some non news there. Uh, Mad Max. The movie is the thing that everyone got really excited about. Mad Max. The video game. Is that the same? We'll find out when we talk about it. I can actually talk about it. I found out that I played it and that I missed the embargo. So now I can talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that well, that's good. Well. Um, then of course there is Until Dawn, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like spooky rain. Until the Swinton Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is what? what? Is she in no, that? Just Tilda, through. Tilda Swinton is not. She might in be it. in Doctor Strange. I just read that. It really? Oh, yeah. As Doctor Strange? No, as the ancient one. Oh, of okay. Course. I don't know how you got to Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange from Until Dawn. Until oh, until the okay. Stop it! Stop! Go back to the same. I don't miss you anymore. All right. Then of course there's the discussion of summer gaming, and there's some pretty cool PlayStation Plus games yet again. Yep. Let's start things out. So I've been playing The Witcher. I really like The Witcher. Have you guys had a chance to touch it at all or play it at all? So I'm homeless. It is. It is. Definitely one of those games. It is like like uh, Zach Ryan, who's one of our video guys, who has been on the show before, mm-hmm. and he he sits at the desk next to me, and the two of us are like, I think we have very similar like we live with our with our significant others, and like there's we'll kind of go out and do stuff, and it's like there are times when like we're just not really gaming that much because yeah. real life happens, no. you know, um, and it's not part of our job description to be like reviewing stuff or going to preview stuff as much. Sure, so, sure. Um, you know, I kind of been feeling almost like I've been slacking with gaming and like the Witcher hit and it's just like, nope, yep. just, just hitting it hard. I was hundred yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a massive, <laughs> massive undertaking of a game. And I mean, I've really, I kind of think about, it, I've been really just, I've been trying to scratch that Skyrim itch mm-hmm. for ages yep. and it's, I think it's doing it. Oh God. I think terrifying. it's totally doing it. And that it's so also, terrifying. one thing I've never really been into is dialogue sequences. I've just, that's never grabbed me because mm-hmm. it's always like, it's always just like waiting for them to talk. You know, I was, I was kind of, I went from watching or from playing Witcher 3 to jumping into, uh, into Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And like, the thing is, is, is shows, I think they realize that. They have, like, they've, I mean, recorded kind of linear video media, whatever we want to call yeah. it, movies, TV shows. Um, they've kind of been around long enough that you can kind of, like, the pacing is much easier to pull yeah. off. And, uh, like, there was, I was watching Game of Thrones, and, like, you know, Cersei Lannister, like, she just, like, paused mid-sentence and kind of, like, looked around for a sec. And I'm like, this is interesting. Yeah. And I'll be playing The Witcher, and, like, its dialogue is great. Like, the voice acting is pretty good. Um but there's parts where I'm just like, skip, skip, skip. I'm reading the right. subtitles and I'm just getting yep. the next part. No, totally. Yeah, uh, it becomes unnatural for that reason. And I mean, yeah. it's not even, uh, The Witcher isn't mm-hmm. a badly written game. And, and there are some examples of really mm-hmm. incredibly written games. But by and large, like, the thing, a yeah. well-written movie or a well-written TV oh, show or a book totally. is so much, yeah. so far above me. Because Witcher, you, you aren't considering player agency in those yeah. cases, mm-hmm. right? Like, people can, like you were saying, like, skip yeah. through dialogue in a way yeah. that, like, in a movie, you're not just, well, I guess you can fast forward. The yeah. thing I love about, about mm-hmm. The Witcher, though, is, like, the dialogue isn't it's not just a basic choose your own adventure book like there's a little bit of interpretation that goes mm-hmm. on where it's kind of like the the it's almost like the the dialogue choices are like shorthand for what Geralt's gonna say mm-hmm. um there's a there's a bit I saw like a screenshot of this this is from the Witcher 2 that popped up on on Reddit but this kind of I think exemplifies exactly how it works and there's a part where you're being like interrogated you're, you're you've got your hands tied and somebody's like you want to shake on it and you've got like the dialogue options of like my hands are tied or like that's funny and if you choose that's funny Geralt's just like Fuck you <laughs> and it's like that's so good like it's stuff like that where, I love that also there's there's you know points where you'll pick like you know you'll pick different kind of dialogue trees and different different routes and, and stuff that won't really like. 
I, I went on this whole this I, I reloaded a save two times because I, I thought I was in a situation where I could totally bang out and, and romance a lady. <laughs> Because uh, she was really flirty and she was like super into it, uh-huh. and there was no good ending there. There was it was automatic. It was like the game was messing with me. Yeah, the game was totally like actually teasing me and being like, "Oh, there's this like flirty lady," but the reality is that this date goes awry and nothing happens. There is no, there is no bang that's, out state. That's, that's really kind of cool, awesome. That's kind yeah. of yeah, weirdly realistic. I like in a game that. about like making yeah. love with mermaids. Some people won't have sex with awesome. you. Like that's just the reality <laughs> of the world. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also one thing, and for people playing at home, I highly suggest trying this out. Turn off the mini map. The mini Just map is yes. Well, get get lostish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that I loved Skyrim so much because it was all you know kind of compass driven. Yeah, and there was like that was the carrot in, in front of the horse. Uh, you know, metaphorically, yeah. you, didn't, you couldn't actually. You had to mod the carrots in if you wanted to have carrots in front <laughs> you had of the to horse. Have, like active walking um, around carrots, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was like. To have that, to have that kind of drive to pull you into the game further mm-hmm. and to like actually explore the world, uh, I think the compass is a much better system than a mini map because yep. the mini map is just like you could be looking at that. Like the mini map honestly looks like the original Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's just like here's a little it's thing like that's you and you're walking yeah. around the and there's thing. red things yeah. you should avoid. Like, if I like walk around the office and I have this with Skyrim too, but like now especially with The Witcher, like I walk around, and I just kind of stop and I'm like, man, that's a pretty game. Like I'm just watching yeah. like mm-hmm. stuff going on. But it's like it's true. Like with the mini map, it's like ironically you have the most gorgeous visuals right in front of you and you're just focusing in like the bottom corner. Well, and, like, and it, it puts flat map. I think it puts too much emphasis on the destination and you tend not to wander off the the beaten mm-hmm. path, whereas with the, you know, either with with or without the uh, with the compass, like at least at the very least, if you're like, oh, I have to head north, and all of a sudden you're like, well, but over there, there's something cool looking. I, th- I feel like you're more likely to go over there as opposed to if you look at your map, you're like, well, there's a red dot that way, I yeah. better go that way. Yeah. I really do. I really do wish that, um, like, you've got your Witcher senses, which is like your you know your kind of like detective vision or instinct mode or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The, um, and I it shows you it'll show you like. Uh, like sound sound sources Ooh. or it'll show you if you're on a certain quest and you're trying to be following something it'll show you like footprints or like a clue which is like which is fun um, I wish that it did kind of like an AR like like a like a Google map kind of thing so where it would show you points of interest when you went into Witcher Vision but it wouldn't show up normally um, that could be interesting yeah but it's like it's kind of that's like one mod that I would be really all about because like you can turn off the mini map, which is great. I would be so happy with just a compass, mm-hmm. like where your objective is in this direction, yeah. you know? Um, but I'll just, I'll pull up the world map and it'll show me where I'm supposed to be going. And like, there's enough actual detail and enough cues in the world that you can like, if you know what time of day it is, you can follow the sun. You can kind of That's use so that cool. to direct yourself. I love that so much. And like characters will give you actual just directions where they're like, yeah, just go here, take a right, you know, go straight here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? Like go go cross that bridge, and you're like, I know where the bridge is. I'm gonna go to yeah. the bridge. But it's like if you're looking at the mini map the whole time, you don't ever actually learn your way around. No, totally. Yeah. And that's and like good world world building in open world games is when you start being able to navigate without any assistance. We're like, oh, I know all, I know where all these landmarks are. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. real life navigation. Yeah, like, totally. The thing is, when I moved to San Francisco the first time, I didn't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I got lost all the yep. time. I got turned around. I never went to the mission because half of San Francisco is like on one grid and the other half is on another and they're separated by this giant diagonal street it makes no sense you can actually wind up on the corner of 3rd and 20th which makes zero sense and that's both streets they're not not, it's like not like one's an avenue it's just it's a nonsense world Um, yeah but it's I eventually got a smartphone but I had like really limited data so I would like when I was on Wi-Fi or whatever I would pull up like I'd pull up a map with, with directions and I would like I would use it as reference I'd be like here's point A here's point B Here's the basic number of steps I have to take, but 
I mean, it's basically how I how to play Witcher. If I'm yeah. if you're standing there staring at your phone the whole time, you have no idea where you are, mm-hmm. and someone will mug you. Yeah. <laughs> and, so I don't know. That's that's a, just a big tip for people yeah. who are playing. Yeah. No, yeah. that sounds like it makes it more immersive too, right? Because it's like if, if you if you are starting at the mini map, you are just opening the world map and not really talking to people and listening, then mm-hmm. you never get that feeling beyond like, okay, I'm going to this waypoint. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it makes it feel like a real world when you talk to people, and that's like yeah. so rare. I think like GTA has a tiny bit of that occasionally, and it's like finer, more serious moments, but like. That's my favorite thing about an open world game is like yeah. when it feels like a real world. Yep. And, and yeah, there are mermaids and crazy shit going on, but like. So we always say mermaids. Are there actually mermaids yeah, in the game? They were okay. in the first trailer. Oh, okay. They got their breastuses out. <laughs> their breastuses? Which doesn't make any sense because they're fish. They're half fish. So, you have- so they make they technically have fish milk. Is that a real thing? Oh, isn't that if like a mermaid like has gin- a breast? Ginkgo biloba? You- I mean, yeah. it, like, if mermaids, like, fish don't have breasts, they don't have mammaries. There's no reason for that. That's because they're not mammals. Mammal yeah. ways. So, but what is it? Why would a mermaid have breasts? Because she's half mammal. Yeah. That's like so a, what it does. The, it's an upper half. So, it, it, theoretically, do baby mermaids, like, do they nurse? They, like, yeah, nurse, nurse I would sharks? absolutely assume they do. Anyway, but, this but is, the, this is the dumb. fish have, like, eggs, though? Yes. They, yeah. You. So, they're born of eggs and then they grow into. Mm-hmm. Like, my my understanding about fish breeding is that it's a little bit like divorced parents who will like like the mom will be like, hey, honey, sweetie, I left the eggs. Uh, the eggs are out. The eggs have soccer practice until five. Can you go by and fertilize them? And then the fish dad will be like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go take care of that. <laughs> and then they'll be like, I took care of the the, uh, the babies will be spawning soon. Let's co- let's meet up uh, back then. I got some work stuff, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I believe I'm this is coming this, from a scientific journal. I'm seeing yeah. the sturgeon down the way. <laughs> this was in planet Earth. Yeah. I like that, by the way, when you write down the swears, you, you write down the time, and then you shame the person by writing their yep. name. Yep. I mean, there was the one episode where Altana went on some, I think he was going on a Bloodborne rant, and it was just like seven in a row. And I'm just like, God, this just keeps yeah. happening. Just drawing a bracket. Yeah. 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 A bracket. Um, so another thing to talk about, um, <laughs> Witcher 3 is, is the hot new jam right mm-hmm. now. The yep. one thing that I know a lot of people kind of myself included, is Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. is going to be kind of the next thing they do after that. The Witcher the Witcher 3 is the last CD Projekt Red Witcher game. Like, this is the end of the story for them, and they're doing Cyberpunk after that. Uh, they are working with Mike Pondsmith, who wrote the original Cyberpunk 2025, 20, 2025 um, okay. uh, paper yeah. game. <clears throat> and he came out to announce it, and they had this really cool CG trailer. That was a while ago at E3, <sighs> I think a a, long, two, years two years ago. ago. They had while I still worked here. Yeah. They had a single gun replica of one of the cyberpunk guns they want to have in a glass case at their booth mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "What's up with cyberpunk?" They're like, "We can't talk about it." <laughs> I was like, "Well, well <laughs> why do you have that there?" <laughs> they kind of elaborated on that and they said that uh they probably they said uh we probably won't hear more about it until I'm not sure if they, they said, said I believe they said we probably won't hear about it before 2017. Bef- you won't right. we won't hear about it before 2017, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. But they've also been like we're not really working on it yet. Yeah. Well, they also sort of announced it as a next-gen game before next-gen existed. Sure, so it's sure. like, I think, like, from the beginning, it's in this weird nebulous, like, just exciting, cool, futuristic thing. Yeah. But I like the idea of it sort of being the fallout to their Skyrim, right? Like, yeah. that, like, Witcher is more of that, like, like exploration-based, totally. like, big yeah. open world, and this is that cool, like, futuristic thing, so. Yeah. I but, mean, that's I'm kind excited. of the... I almost imagine that the gaps between the games are going to be like that. Like the gaps between from Oblivion to Fallout 3 to Skyrim to, in theory, Fallout 4 if we see it soon. I'm like really, really okay with that. Yeah. So Um, I I think it's a little bit frustrating when we have companies like Ubisoft who are like, Watch Dogs, coming soon. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Just a minute. Watch Dogs. Yeah. No, seriously, wait a minute. uh, We'll get you next time. Two weeks now. Come on. Just, just, uh, Is that your French accent? 
No. That'd be a really weird French That's his Mr. Caffeine. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the French guy's imitation of an American accent. The weird thing is like... Tom Clancy. I think, uh, yeah, that's annoying, like, having, like, dragging it out more and more and more, like, announcing it too early. And then also just, like, with an annualized, like, if The Witcher was an annualized franchise, like, you would never finish any of them. Like, no, and that's the thing, out. like, yeah. you want, like, three years in between just to have to get back to that mindset to want to explore. here's an interesting question. What if The Witcher was broken up into separate games? Or I mean, episodic or something? I mean, like, it's a 200-plus-hour game. With five, like four massive maps that are all yeah. like those are each one of those could be an open world game mm-hmm. and people would probably sure. be okay with it. Yeah, uh, tons and tons of systems. They've got sixteen weeks of free DLC or something. Yeah, it's crazy. They just keep it's announcing insane. it. Keeps yeah. And the game shipped working. Yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they had like some weird graphical stuff, and they're like, "Sorry, it wasn't as cool as our trailers." That we like everyone else is like, "Oh, it didn't look like our trailer." Oh, that's weird. Oh, hey, look over there. And yeah. this is like. They were like, hey, sorry, we'll have a patch up. It probably won't be up before the weekend. Like, <laughs> who does that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, sorry, it's beautiful instead of the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Like, yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's like a 9.9 instead of a 10 on yeah. the graphics scale. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just yep. also, I had a bunch of people being like, oh, Max is going to be pissed. Cyberpunk's not going to, we're going to hear about until 2017. Like, I was, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Take your time. Sure. We're I'm, not going to see that game for a long time, and that's totally okay. Yeah. I would rather have that than some fake trailer at E3 this year. Yeah. And the game not to, coming out for two and a half years and not looking like whatever. Yeah, or just like a new logo or whatever tease that people yeah. do. Yeah. And also, yeah, we've gotten i don't know it's just like we talk about entitlement a lot but there's also just that like i want it now mentality that comes with annualization and comes with mobile gaming where Mm -hmm. like everything's just in the palm of your hands and sort of the art of waiting for something has somehow fell by the wayside over the past i don't know generation or last couple years um i think people kind of want it both ways too they're like they get mad when people take too long and then they get mad when something's annualized i i think it's this weird feeling where like I, i feel like it, it's this like trust issue that like the gaming industry feels like it has at large because mm-hmm. of stuff like Last Guardian and because like we'll see these like long drawn out development cycles and then it just never actually happens. Yeah. So it almost feels like when something is like announced like three years early and then we haven't seen it, people are like, oh well, it's just never coming. I mean, it's funny. It's like it seems like one of the rare last bastions of that original idea of thinking is Nintendo. Because Nintendo yeah. is still very much the you'll get it when you get it, mm-hmm. and generally it looks just as awesome as when they showed it off originally. Yeah. I mean, that said, I do think there's. There is a problem, and I understand the reasoning behind it, but people announce games too early. They just yeah, do. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, it would be really nice if, if people would just wait. I keep saying people, like, as there's, like, one guy making this decision. Yeah. But it would be nice if companies would wait until it was, like, a little bit closer. Because I think, yeah. like, when something gets announced and you have it nine months later, like, that's cool. Like, if we see games announced at E3 and then mm-hmm. they're out this fall, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Rockstar th- tends to do a good job of that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. on that front, I'm also, I'm a little bit wary of how CD Projekt did the, the Cyberpunk trailer and like announced it and they were like hey here's a picture of a lady with knives for arms here's a gun that we made mm-hmm. in our prop department like, and like, then yeah and a bunch of clearly trailer. very pretty but it was like clearly like yeah. not gameplay but yeah. at the same time I kind of like they're they're I don't want to say a smaller studio, but they're definitely like an up and coming. Like they're, they're not, definitely a, they're going through massive, a massive made, growth. They made right three now. games. Yeah, you know, and like, this is by far going to be their biggest I mean, they, one. Have they, did they make games before The Witcher? That's a really important question. We don't, know if, we don't know off the top of our heads if yeah, they did. So no, like that's yeah. Yeah. and it was probably PC only. Yeah, um, yeah. so definitely grown a whole lot. Uh, and I think that like they to announce Cyberpunk side by side with with The Witcher is kind of being like, hey, we're one of the big guys. 
just let us like wait around a yeah, minute, you know? Because totally, yep. the fact that they had like cyberpunk branding at all at the same time as The Witcher, if they just had a booth that was like, here's our game, The Witcher, people would be like, what is this, some weird Eastern European PC title? And yeah. it's like, no, this yeah. is probably going to be a lot of people's game of the year. Totally. Yep. They, do have, they do have two studios though, right? They have a Warsaw and a Krakow studio. Right, yeah. So they're both in Poland, I believe. But yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have two locations. That was your uh, Poland fact. Speaking of Poland, <laughs> yeah. that's what happens with Brian's um, so yeah, here's a here's a thing. There's there's a game, and I wrote wrong in this list. This is Max Max the video game. It's not Max Max the video this game. This is great. It's about a skateboarding dog, and he's got sunglasses on. And he's got to jump around and pick up all the different donuts and sodas. Collect footballs for bonus points. Max Max the video game coming soon to the second Joni assist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're done here. That, um, that was Max Max. No, I want to talk about Mad Max, yeah. the Avalanche one. That's uh, Marty. Did you? Yeah, can, I played it. And can you talk about it? Yes, yes. I played okay. it. Uh, I was gone at Judges Week last week, and one of the games I played and can talk about now is uh, Mad Max. Yes, Avalanche is developing it, which uh, is also the studio that does the Just Cause games. Um, they're very busy. They are very busy. Yeah, they're doing something I, else, do they? No, yeah. that's another Avalanche. Oh, okay, okay. There's another Avalanche that's working on that's, Disney Infinity 3.0. That's it. Like one is Avalanche Games and one is Avalanche Studios. I was very confused last what week. A, yeah. What a dumb thing. What a t- <laughs> like, people. It's funny because before The Walking Dead, like before Telltale was Telltale, people used to get them confused with Traveler's, Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. The Lego games. Man, The Walking Dead guys did but, the Lego but games. Now that's, that's crazy. Like Tra- Traveler yeah. Tales goes by TT. Right? Yeah. Then of course there's. There's CC game C CCP yeah CCP and then there's Sixy I think I well then there's the people who just made what is it uh, Sunset Tale of Tales or whatever oh yeah yeah so it's like yeah, yeah. it's very confusing everyone gets it's different bad. the video game yeah. company names are, are bad and then there's that game Max Max and numbers. this game Mad Max yeah it's after. gonna be it's gonna be a tough one um, yeah. but yeah the new Mad Max, Mad Max everyone got so is so hyped the Fury Road is an awesome movie so, it kicks ass yeah. this <laughs> game this game has good things. Okay, tell us about the good ones. <laughs> the game has good things. Uh, so what we played, it did not touch really on the story whatsoever, but it's very clearly not uh, tied one-to-one with Fury Road. Your character is not Tom Hardy. There was no sign of uh, Furiosa-esque character. Uh, the game was much more uh, undesaturated, unsaturated, desaturated? Desaturated, like color-wise? Color-wise yeah. than yeah. Fury Road is. Um, it. I don't know where it takes place chronologically. Like he knows that no, the, none of those he knows do. that the Thunderdome exists. Okay, so that's a thing. Uh, the good stuff is the car combat. The car stuff is actually really cool. It's super customizable. Um, a lot of the game is like coming upon a, a, a group of like roving bandits and cars that are trying to knock you off the road, and you have a bunch of different ways to mess them up. Like you have a harpoon that you can fire at specific par- uh, parts of the car and pull them off. Just because. So pull off a yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can pull off a dude's wheel and it explodes. You can pull a door out and actually pull the dude out. Um, you can like, shoot flames out the side of your car. You got guns. You can tell your weird like. Get man buddy to take the wheel and then you climb into the back and you have a sniper rifle so while he's driving you're sniping at dudes so in, in huh. all the ways you just described it does sound like Fury Road yes uh, until the parts where you have to get out of the car and that Max is just like a stumbling idiot really uh, yeah it's really like it doesn't it, it uses a similar combat engine as uh, like Batman or Mordor okay. but uh, your character just doesn't control well it's Oof. like very fumbly and stumbly like almost like a you know how like certain Rockstar games have like weird inertia like when you're running forward and then you want to like make a U-turn, like your guy kind of t- yeah, like makes going, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, or like, like if you jump and then you ragdoll, yeah. you're like a little, you're like and flipper, I'm like, and, and I'm like, like, why is this happening? And so that felt weird. Uh, picking up items is 
kind of excruciating because the detection box on the ground, you like are scavenging stuff throughout the whole game, and the, the hitbox and like the detection box on the ground is very small. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to go pick that up. And you're like, oh, wait, I walked a step over it. Now I have to, oh, no, I'm a step to the left. And the walking isn't tight. <laughs> and the walking's so not okay. tight. And then you have to hold X for like five seconds, and a little meter comes up to pick something oh. up. And it's there's no reason not to pick anything up because it's not like you can become encumbered or run out of space. Oh, God. It's just like, oh, well, no, why would I not pick up this money? Yeah. I want this money. Um, yeah, the combat was kind of uh, slow and weird. Uh, I'm intrigued. Like, I, the, car, the car combat stuff was good enough, and this game is a couple months out, and some of this stuff absolutely yeah. pretty fixed. This year? Yeah, it's September. Yeah. So, In theory. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just like, aside from – that's the thing that really kind of that kind of bugged me because, like, uh, somebody was saying this about how it does – it feels more like Batman, like, just basic traversal than mm-hmm. it does – Mordor, and I thought Mordor was like a really fast, tight game. Like yeah. it felt good to run around, oh, totally. which didn't make any sense because you're just a, you're like a, a man in the in the wilderness, and it's I mean it was like you get power ups, let you jump over ghosts. I and, like how like when you want to run fast, you just kind of like bend over and start like <laughs> shrugging. Yeah, like, we're like shuffle. Don't <laughs> think like, about it. It's okay. Yeah. It's just fast. It's whatever. like you can land and like roll into it. And oh just yeah, keep going out. Yeah, that was great. That was yep. that was really fun. And just to think that suddenly I'm going to be like getting out of a car and being like, yeah, in the Batman Stop. walk, and it's yeah. just like I don't like. It's weird to think that like a a like a Middle Earth ranger would be more agile than Batman. Yeah, right. He's trained by ninjas. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of them's like a woodsman. The other's like yeah. trained by ninjas. Anyway, um, yeah, Mad Max. Um, it's just also the open world. Uh, I know it's like supposed to be like a desolate post-apocalyptic desert. Uh, I didn't see a ton of interesting stuff to do. Uh, which again, this is a very small slice. You know, I only played the game for forty minutes, yeah. half an hour, forty minutes. Um, and it's also if it's coming out in September, it's coming out alongside Phantom Pain. Which is also a big open world game set in a deserty mm-hmm. location. Yeah, this is probably, and it's like, man, like if Fallout does get announced, and that's not going to be good for this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Because Fallout. Yeah. yeah. Like I just I I feel I don't feel bad for it, but it's just like the the timing next to Fury Road. Like obviously that's what they're trying to yeah. get. Like they yeah. want to piggyback off of that, but, but like I feel like that comparison sounds like it's actually unflattering. Like it sounds like it's hurting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that really like people are going to pick it up and be like, hey, this is this reminds me of this thing, but it's just like. It looks like the difference between uh, between Batman Arkham Arkham Knight and like the Dark Knight, you yeah, know? Yeah. Except the difference there is that there was not an overabundance of really good Batman games at the time. Yep. You know, there have been a ton of post-apocalyptic games. There's a really good likelihood we're going to have Fallout 4 revealed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this just seems like it's going to be get it's going to be kind of like paling in comparison to yeah. other stuff from both sides, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the one the one kind of upside is we haven't really had solid car combat in an open world setting. Yes, I completely agree with like, that. Like, car combat used to be one of those, like, just tenets of, of gameplay. We mm-hmm. had Twisted Metal. We yeah. had, like... Full Auto. Yeah, there was, like, Car- Carmageddon. Carmageddon. That's there, coming back. Really yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the, yeah, and back. what is yeah. it? Um I mean, there's a, there was a Star Wars car combat game. There was Star Super Wars Bomba. Demolition. Oh, Demolition. Yeah, that was like that was the thing. It was like it's like Twisted Metal, but with, you can be yeah. like a, a, oh, a yeah, you can be Boba Fett. Like I why? How many Twisted Metal clones there? Like Vigilante Eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that was a thing. That was a huge thing mm-hmm. for a while, and then it just stopped pretty much. And yeah. then like there was like one Twisted Metal game, and it was just it felt kind of dated in some ways. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. really liked it, but then like we really haven't seen like that coupled with like I mean. 
like open world driving mm-hmm. is kind of a standard thing. Yeah. Like, but we haven't seen it with combat. In, like, there's yeah, a totally. little, little bit in, in Saints Row, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, with some GTA mods. But yeah, like, and yeah. vehicle controls are generally like it's very, very rare to hear like, oh, like the walking controls are bad and the vehicle controls are great. Yeah, like, it's yeah. almost yeah. always yeah. the opposite. That's totally. really bizarre. Yeah. It makes um, me want like just them to license out their car combat engine to like every other open yeah, world totally. game. Yeah, yeah. I just um, I'm the the trailer for this that just dropped is it made me so. It, I rolled my eyes a lot and I groaned and just lo- I looked like I was having some kind of weird, Episode. weird, sexy thing. I was just like, oh, but really, that would I'm just, be a really weird, sexy thing. This yeah. trailer exemplifies like if you take Fury Road and you look at like everything that I liked in Fury Road is the stuff that really isn't showing up in this. Trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like, like the surface level. It's like the shallow yeah. versions of it. But right? I mean, I, I, to be mm-hmm. fair, that's how Shadow of Mordor was marketed too. And I went in with such low expectations that were completely blown away. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, this Shadow of Mordor had like a garbage story. Like it was yep. just not an interesting story. The world wasn't really that great, but it was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I totally got my money's worth with that. I played it. I loved it. Uh, and I was okay with it. You know, like that's how video games kind of used to be in a sense. We didn't have to like, you didn't have to fall in love with them. You know, like we used to be like, let's play this game for a while because it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, yeah, but will I buy an action figure of it? Maybe get a tattoo? And like, it's like, it's, do you really, are you invested in the story? Yeah. There was a time when yeah. like video game characters didn't really matter. You totally. Know? Yeah. I don't know. Is it kind of like a return to that where it's like, you like cars, you like to shoot a man. You, yeah. You track yeah. this out. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a good point. You also have on here. There was an NES Mad Max game, which I totally don't remember. Guess who was going to be on this episode, but wasn't able to, and who probably was that? Was that, that Jared? That's yeah. probably Jared Petty. Probably who remembers Jared's fault. About that. This is Jared's yeah. fault. Also, I should have known it was him because he called it Mad Max instead of Max Max. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared was supposed to be on this episode, but he uh, had a scheduling conflict because yeah. E3 is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see the reception of this after like Batman and stuff too, like because that's another like. Man, that's a good open world game that looks like. I mean, like I played E3 last year, I guess, and like those car com, or not car combat, but like the car controls feel pretty good, mm-hmm. or at least they did to me. Yeah, we have a lot of open world games uh, coming up. I mean, Avalanche is making another one too that people are excited about with Just Cause. Yeah. Do you right. think that? I mean, this is clearly like this is going to be one of the the genres that's kind of just native to this generation. I think. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be. It's, why isn't it open world? You have the power to do that. You've mm-hmm. like we figured yeah. out a formula that works. I mean, that started happening last gen too, right? It's like even like yeah. the Lego games. Once they finally opened up, uh, yeah. what was it Lego Batman Two was finally open world. Then I think they released another one right after that yeah. wasn't, and people were like, "Oh, go back to open world." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it it's almost like expected from every game now. Yeah, I think that's going to be really dangerous too because to have an open world where there's not enough to do or where it's like you yep, really yep. are going to notice it and you're like why isn't this just a guided story well, and there like, are weird yeah. things that like I, I don't know like I remember like I think Bioshock Bioshock Infinite are good examples of things people expected to be that mm-hmm. and then they're just not they're actually like pretty linear Yeah. Um, and I don't know yeah I, I think it's you need the the world has to feel interesting enough to make it worth not being able to go over there. You yeah, know? but yeah. I think people are used to being like, oh, I want to go explore that hill. And then when you hit like an invisible wall or something, it's like, like frustrating. Oh, why did this happen? Yeah. yeah. It was my understanding that Bioshock Infinite was supposed to be an open world, but had its share of limitations both on the kind of development side and otherwise. And it's like, why else would you have a rail system if you're just going to be going from like right, area to area? Circles. Yeah. Having yeah. like fast, that, I mean, that was the fast travel, which yeah. Sunset Overdrive totally used. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, yeah. And like, I mean, Infinite was like, again, exploring that idea of like almost like an amusement park gone awry. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, so one game that is not an open world game that's coming soon, it's, it's sort of an opposite type of game, you're is really, Until you're, Dawn. You're, you're good at your segues. <laughs> I have my moments. Uh, Until Dawn is that one that looks like uh, 
Cabin in the Woods meets Heavy Rain, kind mm-hmm. of. This was announced a while ago. Yes, yeah, so originally the Move game, right? Yeah, yeah, a super long PS3, time ago, and it, it was yeah, mm-hmm. but it was it, like Gamescom twenty twelve. Yeah, but it sort of got rebooted, I think, last year. Uh, with a with a cast with Hayden Panettiere and uh, Rami Malek, who's a real person who was in the Pacific. <laughs> you know who's in it is uh, Peter Stormare. That's was the just only announced. one that matters. Peter Stormare and thank you for adding this is, image to the doc. By the is way, is the scary guy who looks sort of like Bruce Willis in Fargo and Carl Hungus, <laughs> the star of Log Jammin' from The Big Lebowski, <laughs> who's also apparently an Arrow, but I only watch Coen Brothers films. <laughs> Um, I only watch movies with a man named Hungus in it. Yep, um, Carl Hungus, log jamming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, you're. Are you big horror? You're a big I'm horror a guy. Huge horror guy, and I really like what I played at this last year at Gamescom. We'll go with it was a country. Yes. Who cares? Probably a Gamescom. Yeah, I think it was a Gamescom. Yes, because it was a hotel I'd never been in, which could only happen in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the idea that's core conceit of uh, anyone can die and anyone can live. Like, you can end this game with all of your kids dead, or you can end this game with all of your kids alive, or half of them could be heartbroken because their lovers are dead. It's like um, the Mass Effect 2 of horror games. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they are going to pull that one out. <laughs> Put that out of box. Um, yeah, and I liked uh, I like sort of the vibe. It's, uh, for as many, like, sort of teen slasher movies as there are, games don't do that. It's Games hard to haven't done that. It's kind of hard to pull off. Like we, yeah. we really. I mean, we had stuff like Night Trap, you know. Yeah, yeah, and there <laughs> is a Friday the Thirteenth game in the works right now, which we don't know anything of, which may or may not be four v one, and I might have made that up. I might have drunkenly pitched. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think we talked yeah. about this. I think we got I drunk think, no, and started no, talking uh, about Friday the Thirteenth. Is, <laughs> is it? It's. Uh, I think we. It's not officially Friday the Thirteenth, but like. God, the guy who played Jason in the movies is in it for mocap or something, oh, and they've kind of explained. Uh, I think it is actually Friday. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea what. Yep, yeah, you missed it. I just yeah. want. I want a Friday the Thirteenth game where it's like Shadow of Mordor, but instead of orcs, it's just horny camp counselors. But they start making. <laughs> they start making crazy contrat. Like they make catapults out of canoes, and they're, and they're. But you're like you're you're super you're super fast, but you're just. And you run like this. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Jumping around, riding dogs as Jason. Just Jason jumps on the back of a dog. Dog runs up on top of a cabin. They're like, what kind of, what, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? this? <laughs> um, yeah, August 25th, though, um, which means I thought this might have got pushed all the way to the fall to be one of Sony's fall games because they don't seem to have a lot of those right now. Yep. But uh, it's not, I think there's a good time for it, though, because... Uh, like as of right now, there's a massive gap between Arkham, which comes out I think the week after mm-hmm. E3, and something like Metal Gear, which comes out uh, in the middle of September. Yeah. So there's yeah. sort of this big gap that like if there's a big July or August game, like you're gonna have room to breathe. Yeah. Um, I feel like that happens every year. There's like a huge gap where nothing's coming out, and there's like one week in November where like 11 games. Come yeah. Out. And like why? Why did any of this happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I mean, with with these like with these open world games, I think we're gonna reach a point where people opt out of stuff because they're like I don't like I know a bunch of people but like I'm not going to play The Witcher I don't have time for I don't have 200 hours to yeah. play well, especially if they just came off of Dragon Age yeah like I yeah. think people are just like even though they're not really that similar like it's mm-hmm. like similar enough yeah they, there's swords out. in both of yeah. them yeah. you and can I mean, have we sex talk, we talked for a while ago despite the fact that we didn't really like the order for what it was it's length we were totally fine with yeah, yeah. like if you want to do a game in five or six hours like I imagine this isn't going to be a super long game especially if I just choose to have all my kids die right away I get to a real quick <laughs> I, ending well, they just had Peter a, Stromare 
Yeah. Just hanging out, log jamming. Yeah, log jamming with Carl Hungus. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Do we know anything about this, the story that's aside from there's kids in a cabin and there's a scary man? And there's yeah, some... there's a scary man. The last trailer made it sound like there might be some uh, some spooky entities. There's a lot of touching oh, stuff, man. like jump scares. It's it's I actually would, spooky. I would kill if there was some kind of like Cabin in the Woods style twist to it. Like, yeah, jeez. Well, how, like, they have the, the logo <laughs> for it is like a butterfly and it shows these kind of veins going through the wings and it's yeah. like, you choose who lives and who. And I'm like, oh, that's like, it's, it's a branching path. Yeah. But if I mean, how many endings did Heavy Rain have? Seven hundred and fifty. I don't know. I don't know. That had a yeah. bunch of different yeah. ways yep. things could work out, yeah. and that was a game that was trying to like that had four separate characters doing their own thing, and it was still kind of actually like this world that you were navigating. Is this how does this control? Uh, it's uh, when you're actually moving around, it is sort of like a very slow third person over the shoulder game, and uh, there are nodes to interact with throughout the environment. Almost not super dissimilar to a Telltale game. Uh, okay. It's definitely like you are in a room and you can explore the room. And once you explore the one thing that triggers the next scene, you're in the hallway after that room. Is it still going to be motion controlled no, at all? What Not I at all. Is, nope. It's uh, no. As far as I know, jeez, oh, was there like DualShock Four stuff? I'm remember. actually like weirdly. Was a while I'm ago. like a little bit disappointed by that. Yeah, I mean, I I'm def- in no way disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so no, here's here's my thinking. There is that I love the idea of this as a like a party game, mm-hmm. getting sure. a bunch of people. Uh, theoretically, if this is a game. That has a million different branching pathways and endings, and people can live and people can die. You get a bunch of your friends over, you all get drunk, and you're gonna you're gonna get shouting at the TV, mm-hmm. and you're gonna and somebody's gonna have the controller, and something scary happens, and everyone jumps, and the person who's got the controller is trying to to fumble with this thing yeah. or whatever. That could be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone gets mad at him if the if Hayden Panettiere dies. Yeah, because you have to save the cheerleader to save the world. God, Sorry, so no, was reborn coming yeah. in. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I, I'm if, if it if it does have motion controls, I'm sure they're going to be like, no, it's fine. You can turn them off. They might yeah, also just yeah, have been like right. demoing it with regular stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I, I love the idea of this as a, as a big like fun couchy co op game that people can play together. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. Yep. Yeah, I think we need more of this. Yeah, I was talking with someone about how interesting it would be if certain games like this or like a Telltale game were played in theaters where oh, the audience all that, had, though. but where the oh, audience all sure. had whatever, a 1% vote in yeah. the, the final outcome. It's like a, that one lifeline and who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where like yeah, yeah. the entire thing is like ask the audience. I saw yeah. a video when I was in, no joke, third grade that it was like about the future of entertainment and it had like crappy 1995 VR headsets in it and then it had somebody, one of those people in like the gyroscope things yeah. which didn't have anything to do with anything. But they had this one shot of like a joystick on a movie theater seat that had three buttons and it everyone was watching this movie that had somebody riding on a like on a on a uh, track bike, like mm-hmm. a mountain bike, and there was a uh, fork in the roads, and everyone's like pushing buttons to choose which way that he, he would go, and I'm like, that's, and it was like live action video, yeah. it wasn't like a video game, but we're at a point where like that's exactly what this is. Morpheus's yeah. launch title: Fork in the road, <laughs> the road less traveled. <laughs> which that's way the will the, which <laughs> way will Bike Man go? <laughs> and then he just goes down and fades out, and that's yeah. it. It's the ending of Castaway. Um, is there a spoilers for Castaway? Sorry, um, is I think that's happened. I think surely there must be some theater somewhere that's experimented with like they shot two endings and the audience chooses one. Like clue. There was. I mean, there. there it depended like, which which theater you chose to go to. <laughs> Someone else murdered. There was that uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie called Twixt that Dan Deacon did the score for. You that, might be thinking of the Candy Bar. I am not. This is Twixt. <laughs> oh, um, Dan Deacon did the soundtrack did for the a soundtrack, Coppola movie. What and. Uh, they went around to certain theaters, and I saw it here in San Francisco. And Dan Deacon would was in the back along with Francis Ford Coppola, and they would edit the movie and score it differently depending on the audience's reaction to things. 
Like, he would be editing the movie live. Like, he would be 10 minutes ahead of you, moving things around and ending scenes early. And Dan Deacon would be, like, making noises. That's it really the cool. The movie was yeah, that's real amazing. dumb. Like, Val Kilmer was a chubby vampire and, like, one of the fannies. You can't help it. Like, the third fanning was <laughs> in the movie. And the movie was dumb. But, like, the thing as a whole was super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. right. Um, so, summer gaming mm-hmm. is the thing that's approaching us uh, rapidly because the seasons <laughs> do change. <laughs> Much like the turning of the earth. Remember that thing about the good segues? Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a we got a uh, email from Kenneth in Norway who says, "I wanted to hear your thoughts on your gaming habits during the summer months. Me personally, I find it less gratifying to play my games during the summer. I always feel guilty when I'm sitting inside when there's this awesome weather outside, and which turn leads me to not appreciate the current video game I'm playing. Me and my friend have discussed this for a while now. We both seem to agree that lengthy RPGs and stuff like that isn't enjoyable during those warm and nice summer months. Opting instead to go for games like car simulations, fighting games, and games that have." You don't necessarily have to invest a lot of hours in one sitting. Seems to be a better approach. So uh, Kenneth's in Norway. Do they have yeah. summers there? They have about two hours of summer. Yes. Every solstice. <laughs> that was a math uh, problem. They call it the great eye of the universe opening. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I feel like as a kid, I played most of my games during the summer because obviously summer vacation yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, I probably played the least right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this job, especially because it's like yeah. three and we're busy. But uh, but it, I mean, even before that, I feel like summer is the time when like, yeah, it's like, nope, not discussing out anymore. I'm going to go out and do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, t- God, I'm totally with him on this. Um, I, I'm going to be playing The Witcher all summer. I know. You know? So like you're it's with reality. him on this, but it's like, man, that's I'm just, you came out at a sad time. I have to play it because yeah. it's out now, you know? Mm-hmm. But like I really do kind of like the – the I like that a bunch of games come out in November. I, I'm glad yeah. that more games are coming out like around January, February because it's like – especially for us, it's like kind of kind of slower then. It's, it's – uh, it's gross out. It's yeah. not. There's like less daylight mm-hmm. and it's like – it's kind of weird because it's like, oh, it's light until, you know, 10 o'clock. I'm going to stay inside until 10 o'clock and then yeah. continue staying inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I remember summers in, in elementary school all the way through high school where, like, that's I, – I, I can specifically remember, especially RPGs, like, getting something and, like, playing through, like, a Final Fantasy game or a Suikoden or, or something like yep. that and, like, having those games completely take over my summer. Like, I have an early June birthday and so I always remember – Whatever, like I would get a game for my birthday, and I remember like playing through Super Metroid or Banjo Kazooie or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, just those two, though. Just yeah, every every year, I would, I would yeah. jump Your back and forth, rewrap it, and give it. Yeah, to <laughs> like oh, this game's so great. I remember sitting at a my best friend was having his like Fourth of July barbecue, I think, and he'd just beaten Final Fantasy. Uh, I guess it was three, mm-hmm. which technically is six or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we had Last like, and it had like that had like a half hour ending, which is a it's a Super Nintendo game. So you're just sitting there reading for it's like a PowerPoint <laughs> yeah. presentation. You're like, all right. And m- most of us had no idea. I mean, most of us had no idea it was happening. Yeah. I, I'd kind of been in and out of like sort of following things, so I think I at the time knew what people were saying. I hope but, Kafka's all right. <laughs> yeah. But we were all like, whoa, look at that gradient that just moved there <laughs> weird oh those are some big numbers flying off of that guy like it wasn't exciting at all but we were all like kind of gathered around yeah, like, this yeah. is interesting he just beat this game he's been grinding away at for hours and mm-hmm. hours um i'm all for like stupid summer games i we we party more in the summer yeah. because it's like you could stay up later and it's like you know it's easier to get out of bed in the morning and yeah, yeah and i feel like now it's a good time for like man like that feels like a great time to play like nidhog or towerfall or i was one of those, just like, god i'm yeah. so glad you brought up nidhog yeah. i had some of the most fun playing a video game in the last like with another person that i've had in the last i don't even know how many months or years mm-hmm. or whatever um one of my one of my really good best friends from from high school um 
who I hadn't hung out with in a while because we both have girlfriends and jobs and stuff. We just were like, let's get together. And my fiance was out of the house. So the two of us decided to get just get your pen out. Absolutely just (laughs) house drunk. (laughs) And just like we were like we were wearing backwards hats and like playing Judas Priest records and just being the, the dumbest guys. And we started doing. Uh, Nidhogg and Towerfall tournaments that we were like sort of making up as we went along, but going shot for shot. We played a, a round of Nidhogg that lasted 18 minutes. <laughs> I died 93 times, but I won. It was it was insane. We like we were like like flailing around on the couch and like kicking the rug up and like yeah. falling off the couch like kids in a crappy like 90s commercial. But we're both in our like late 20s and we're just like get the sword, rip his neck off, yeah. <laughs> and it was so much fun and I'm like that's that's the kind of game I want in the summer you know yeah, like totally I want to perfect I mean I, and it's kind of fun because you will have games that kind of uh, like GTA totally also a summer game because you can be like yo let's try to hit that jump repeatedly yeah, yeah like, or this you can literally a, just be like let's drive down the highway listening to music yeah, yeah like it's, it's like gonna, a sad simulator of what you yeah. could be doing outside, who can but. who can do the most damage with <laughs> before the tank shows up or yeah, whatever you exactly. know like and I kind of like I, I love the idea of having a like an open world game that has a mini game in it that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. satisfying enough yeah. that it works on that level. Well, yeah. And there's also like, uh, for me, summer is associated with day drinking, much like the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but like we've had, like, I think we've, in the two weeks we've been back, we've had bottomless mimosas twice. I think <laughs> and three. And we've drank literally. three or four Okay. <laughs> and so one of the times I went back to my apartment and I was like, I'm going to play a game and I'm playing through Ori still. I'm like, I'm going to play Ori in the Blind Forest, which is a very difficult game that requires precise timing <laughs> that is completely lost if you've had 11 mimosas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got home, I'm like, I can't play Ori. I'll go back into Bloodborne. I'm like, can't play Bloodborne either. <laughs> God. And so it's, yeah, it's totally finding that game. Like, yeah. a, like a Katamari or like yep. something dumb like Tony Hawk. Or, yeah, yeah. Which uh, we found yeah. out his name's Anthony Hawk, Doctor Anthony, Doctor Anthony Hawk. <laughs> Wait, why doctor? Because <laughs> he's he's a doctor of numerology. Uh, he's the doctor of seven twenties. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me, just one moment while we take a brief word from our sponsor. Whether you guys are trying to create a blog, website, or an online store, Squarespace is the easiest solution with an easy to use interface, gorgeous templates, and handy twenty four seven customer service from actual human beings. Squarespace is the smartest and simplest way to stake your claim to your own little corner of the internet. Are you trying to break into the games industry? Because Squarespace can be used to make a great looking portfolio. Whether you're an aspiring developer or member of the media, head over to squarespace.com for a free trial today and use the offer code IGN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Um, let's see. I got an email. Yeah. This one is from uh, a lovely droid named CM14, apparently. <laughs> uh, beyond, I'll get to the point. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Batman Arkham Knight, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Persona 5, Final. Uh, oh, this was the. Jesus. What's your guys' top three of these? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Most he anticipated said, games yes. so was, question. I guess, the subject. Okay, so CM14 said his uh, top five most anticipated games right now are yeah. Witcher, which he got that. Congrats. You can stop, uh, an- you can stop anticipating uh, it. Arkham Knight, Phantom Pain, Persona 5, and then a tie for Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts. And he asked yeah. us what our top three most anticipated games are of the moment. Uh, Persona 5 is way high up for me. Is that right up there with you? Yeah, yeah that's that's definitely my number one. Yeah, which we, we're going to get into Persona soon. <clears throat> yeah, we yeah. are. Um, and, and Batman also, mm-hmm. honestly. like I Really? I mean, it's weird, right? Because I loved uh, Arkham 
Asylum and mm-hmm. City. Um, and then Origins, like whatever. Felt like too much. I I wasn't. It wasn't. Really we can about stop. It. We can stop counting that one. Yeah, exactly. That one doesn't they, count. They weren't even in that collection. That was that was yeah. rumored, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think um, I'm ready to jump back into it. Like I am not super enamored with what I've seen of of Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman. Like I don't really feel like there's like a, an awesome like Batman adventure coming the way I was like still anticipating Nolan movies mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And so I don't know. Like this feels like yeah, I, I'm a big Batman dork and like I I can get into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's weird because those are the first two like big AAA games I've been anticipating in so long. Like and yeah. it's funny because I, I mostly find myself thinking about like oh man like really want to play Tacoma or like really want to play like Firewatch. Dude, Fire, so Firewatch is like Ooh, the one that's yeah. on my list right now yeah. of uh, yeah of everything we've seen and that's one of those games that we know like it's easier for me to get excited for a game that's on the horizon that's a Firewatch joke Ooh. Uh, uh. than it is for something like I, I think I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast back when I was working at One Up, this was like three years ago. Probably we each did what our three most anticipated games of the moment were, and uh, my three were uh, Bioshock Infinite, The Last Guardian, and The Witness. You so two of those man. games still aren't out. <laughs> That's so cool. Two of those games are still on my list, and so I'll add Firewatch in there. Yeah, sure. Man, uh, there's so many little games. Like I'm Phantom Pain. Oh, I had God. I dreamed yeah. about the Phantom Pain last night. Yeah. I had dreams about it, which yeah. is like when I'm at that point, I'm like, this is. This is a little bit worrisome. Yep. It's one thing to be playing a game a bunch and to dream about it and be like, ah, I just been, I did that all day, you know? But like, to have weird dreams where it's like, I think Snake was skinning a buffalo or something. I don't, and I'm like, is that confirmed? Where's his shirt? I don't know. <laughs> he does this part where he takes his shirt off in the game. Yeah. Why do you, he's got little bandoliers over that he looks like a fireman and like a sexy there's a, calendar. There's a lot of different costumes in the game. That's going to be fun, fun costumes for that be, game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Phantom Pain, yes. Uh, I'm, I, I might pick up Arkham Knight, but I'm totally not. You're I'm like just yeah. Sure, sure. It's been a it's been a while. It's been one of those like I was I I, I was super excited for it probably like six to nine months ago, uh, and then it was just maybe just oversaturation. Yeah. Of it's, coverage it's that exact thing we're just talking about. It's like if, oh wait, keep waiting, keep waiting. Yeah, like, I if think that like, hadn't been delayed. Yep. Yeah, you know? if that if this had been again like announced E three, it's out that fall. Like that's one of those things where I think you can build too much momentum for something. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can like like Watch Dogs was an eighteen month. Yeah, from yeah. announcements to coming that's out, like gross. that's way yeah. too long. And that's I guess Arkham's is approaching that yeah. too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, looking at we're doing our our E three planning now, and there's a yeah. bunch of stuff there that I'm super excited for. I mean, I'm Uncharted four, obviously. That's one yeah. of those things. Like the, the Naughty Dog just sort of mm. hasn't failed in a very long right. time. I'm, like not only hasn't failed, yeah. but it's just delivered incredible things time yeah. and time again. And that so. that's that weird thing where like that one, like I yeah, I'm like super excited for Uncharted four. It's one of those things where it doesn't even come to mind because I because sort like, of just I feel like that's that's not. That's not like being excited for it because you know it's going to be good. It's a like that's just waiting for it. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I can I wait. That. That, you know, yeah, that's when totally it's done, sense. it's done. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just totally, yeah. I'll trust it. Like that's sort of, sort of how I'm feeling about the new Star Wars movie. Like yeah. I'm just kind of like, all right, you everything you've done so far has been perfect. So it's just, like just yeah. go back to work, finish it. You don't have to come over here and flirt like with me with your trailers. Trailer for that, yeah. Just, yeah. just tell me when it's out. Um, yeah. So yeah, Metal Gear Solid, uh, a bunch of like indie stuff. Firewatch mm-hmm. is up there. Uh, Night in the Woods. Yeah. I really want to play yeah. that game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, is Oxen Free this year? Uh, yeah, Oxen Free. Oxen Free. Ooh, yeah. I got to play. I think yeah, I could talk about it. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch, Ooh. which is the second game by Giant Sparrow, who did the Unfinished Swan. Oh wow! Uh, and I got to play that at Judges Week, and that's a much more kind of realistic looking game. Yeah, it's yeah. more realistic. Uh, but so it's first person. You play this girl who uh, you don't know why, but she's going to this house in sort of it's like an I think it's on like an island off of Portland. So it sort of evokes 
gone home until if you lived on an island. If you lived on an island <laughs> and not on a street. Yeah. Um, but you explore this house, and each room of the house—it's just an abandoned house. In each room of the house, you sort of dive into a member of the family. Uh, like their past, and all of them, they've been very open that all of it ends with the member's death. And, but you're this, you dive in this room of this little girl who sort of, uh, her imagination takes her away, into, and you start becoming various animals. And you like look out her window, and you become a cat that she sees on a tree. And so it's first-person catting. So okay. like climbing trees, I, was so, yeah. I was like slowing to a roll there, and I was like, I'm kind of tired of sad first-person exploratory stuff. Animals, I'm on board, know. let me be a cat. But you go from cat. To bird and you're like a bird flying through and like getting huh. down and at the end I think you became a giant squid wrecking a ship. Oh damn. yeah, wow. it, it was very strange. And okay. each, there was like a natural transla- How transition. How long are you from... talking about as each of these things though? Like are you playing like a five minutes? I mean, the, the entire demo I think was a half hour, maybe that maybe cool a little bit hell, more. Yeah. I played as a bunch of different animals. Uh, the writing was really good. It was really cool. Man, oh, that's awesome. um, you yeah. know what? One game, uh, uh, Rhyme. Oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. that game looks. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's another one of those games that was revealed. I think like two Gamescoms ago. It was that Gamescom that was just like twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It was, and that's uh, uh, that's Tequila Works. Yeah, who did, who did Deadlight, which Deadlight. was not a good game at all. No, it was. But just, it also this game looks so incredible though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Deadlight. I think show, has showed a lot of promise in some areas, but it felt yeah. like it was just kind of like had to be pushed out the door or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that looks really really pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of the same. I want some. I want some colorful stuff. You know. I'm kind of just. Yep. I want like colorful kind of serene games. Yeah. I so. keep watching uh, Jose play Splatoon, mm-hmm. and it's like, aside from anything else, I'm just like, look at all those colors. Like, <laughs> so many colors. Remember colors? Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. But I'm hoping also, like, it would be awesome if we get to E3 and there's something we didn't know about that we're like, oh, man, nope, oh, that's, that's on the list totally now. totally going to be yeah. something. Which is going to be the I mean, Oh, yeah, there's Fallout 4. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. When is that coming out? Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, Crossing Souls. Souls. Crossing Souls oh, was kickstarted. Like it's basically if you if you had the Goonies, but they were able to go into the dark world from Zelda, but everything looks super eighties and neon. Whoa! <laughs> right. How do I not know? About yeah. this? All right. Well. Yep. That's there's on my a, list there's too. There's a bear. I think you fight a bear totally with a rake or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I like bears <laughs> and rakes. I feel like there could be like a like a Max Scoville describes games he's excited for generator where it's like there's a bear everything's neon you got a bunch of noises you can do sick jumps what's this game about I don't know a bunch of guys uh, yeah so PlayStation Plus yeah has once another lineup because that's how that works yeah um, what do we got uh, the big ones are. Uh, Ground Zeroes for PS4. Yeah, get that. If you have awesome. never played a Metal Gear game in your life, this is totally not the place to start in terms of story, but luckily there's not much in the way of story and it doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah. It is, however, a really good primer for what the mechanics are going to be like in The Phantom Pain. Yeah, totally. So get it. It's free. It's really fun. It's yeah. a fun game to goof around with with your friends. Yeah, I remember spent, those? I spent the summer of 2001 playing through the Metal Gear Solid 2 Tanker demo disc repeatedly and just not really playing it on purpose, kind of being like, what happens if we throw a magazine clip at this man's head? Let's, <laughs> let's screw up that ice bucket some more. This is like... Then you literally uh, watch the ice melt. Let's play Sleep Jeep. Let's put a bunch of guys who are unconscious in a Jeep and then drive it off a cliff. <laughs> you can do that in that game. Yep. Um, Call Sleepy of War Jeep. is Gunslinger. I hear yeah. lots of really good stuff about this yeah. in spite of everything. So this was a PS3 yeah. game... Uh, Again, I think it was a Polish developer. Uh, it was a Ubisoft no, it was, published it was Techland. It was Techland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really not like, yeah. It was like as far away from Poland as you can imagine. But the whole thing is like there's all these uh, people in a saloon and they start telling, this guy starts telling his story. And 
the narration kicks into where he starts saying something where he's like, I came out guns a blazing and you're like, fight, you're killing all these guys and his story. And someone else cuts in and is like, no, you were out of ammo and cowering behind a wall. And then it, the game changes and all of a sudden you're like behind a wall and you have no guns. Oh, yeah, and it's kind of cool. like what the like Tiny Tina DLC did that for, for Borderlands yeah, 2. Yeah. It's like, um, I guess to some degree like Rashomon in real time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the characters, I guess I'll spoil it, I think one of the characters in the bar was like FDR. Okay, no, that's all right. kind of Wait, weird. that doesn't make sense. No, nope. all right. That's not. That's a nice one try. One of the characters at the bar was a president. Okay, <laughs> was um, like before he became a president, at the end, he's like, "My name is." So anyway, anybody who you know <laughs> wants to play this sleeper hit, Marty just spoiled it for you. But it's luckily you didn't. You didn't. Pay, you don't pay any money for it. So there you go. And luckily, my spoiler didn't make any sense because it yeah. might have been a century. Old. I've I've heard this. I've heard this is kind of like the the. If if Far Cry Three was really bad and Blood Dragon was still good, it's kind of like that, but for some of the Call of Call of War, Call of War, Call of War games. Yes, yes, the yes, one yes. that uh, Gallegos reviewed uh, before he left versus this one, like sounds like it's night and day. This this one came out like it was a Ubisoft digital event, like way after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember everyone being like, "Oh, Call of War," and then everyone was actually pretty impressed with it. Yeah. Um, whereas the the Call of War before that, uh, the one the Cartel or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. that Whoa. was like the low point. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Why? Why?" You, you have a yeah. game about westerns, and you make it about you said whereas, and I thought you mispronounced Juarez. <laughs> Call of Whereas. Call of Whereas. And Skulls of Shogun. Yeah, what's yep. I, I never played that. What is that? That's a uh, 17-bit uh, who are also doing Galaxy. It's oh, a cool, uh, okay. sort of a it's like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics ish. It's like a turn-based uh, tactics game, but it's just really cool art style and actually real fi- uh, funny writing about like uh, the lords of the underworld in like feudal Japan. Uh, going after each other. Uh, really good. I played it. Uh, it's awesome on iPad, and so I'm wondering how it translates to controller. Nice. But it's free, so download uh, it. Yeah, then, goofs. of course, we've also got uh, a bunch of hot discounts. Real games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a discount pro. Oh. Yeah, so this is. <laughs> What? <laughs> this is this is your new segment of Max <laughs> Max uh, reads things here. There's a thing. Uh, what? All right. Um, mm. Sony's uh, when there's sort of a huge PlayStation Plus sale going on on, on newer AAA games uh, through June first. Uh, some of the big ones are Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin for PS4, which is $12 off. It's $49, or $47.99. Bloodborne already being $12 off is a pretty good deal. It is awesome, yeah. Bloodborne yeah. is $12 off. Uh, the Order is $12 off. Uh, Hypernetunia, if you want to go smooch on a robot think girl. Think about how crazy it is that the Order came out like months and months and months earlier, and it's the same price as Bloodborne, which is like basically still pretty new. No, the Order came out like three weeks earlier. Like then four weeks earlier. Bloodborne? Mm-hmm. It was February and March. No, that can't be true. One of us worked in the game industry, <laughs> and one of us didn't. Do we have any? Uh, wow, that gap feels so much bigger. Yeah. Wait, do mm-hmm. we have? Do we have no new games this week? I didn't print out the lineup because it was kind of dumb. Is that bad? Wow. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Really, that short? We never know what any of them are. I just make fun of the titles. No, the big yeah. one is uh, Roundabout. Oh, yeah, yeah, Roundabout. So Roundabout's coming to PS4. Roundabout's this game <laughs> where you play. I just thought about it and laughed. It's like That's a good sign. crazy taxi, but it's top down, and you play a limo that just keeps spinning, and you have to get to your destination, but you just keep spinning. And so you're like, oh, man, I'm spinning, but I got to get through this thing. there's live-action cutscenes. But there's live-action cutscenes, and they're, like, impossibly cheesy but really good. That sounds kind of incredible. Like, impossibly cheesy in a good way. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I played a minute of this at, at uh, I think, the Indie Mixer that mm-hmm. was here yeah. a million years ago, and I was like, huh, it's a weird, crazy car game about people. Yeah, that seems like a good uh, post-Bottomless Mimosa game. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Or um, during Bottomless Mimosa's game. That's it would be rude to bring your PlayStation to a car. Uh, I guess you could do Bottomless Mimosa's at home. We yeah. went to a place this weekend that had, quote, endless mimosas. That was how they pictured it. Which I just pictured as like a river, basically. Yeah. It's a- I once found the bottom of Bottomless Mimosa's. Oh. Oh, God. It was a, it was a weird day. <laughs> I just looked up these release dates. I'm 
it my brain is so broken. I cannot believe those are yeah. that close together. That felt yeah. like months to me. I think it's because I saw the order when I still was here. Mm-hmm. And and so it felt like it was such a long oh, like yeah. that was at Gamescom twenty thirteen. No one cares about this story. Anyway, continue. No, this is the greatest story ever told. <laughs> Move over, Bible. Wanna, uh, There's a new tale in town. Do you want to just take a minute and go into the story further? Like, yeah. just kind of. My nose is just bleeding. Yeah, what happened in Germany? <laughs> uh, Did you have a good time? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. We, uh, I walked across the bridge. We were on, we're in the Hilton. They have a really good did, breakfast. Did you? Oh, no, I'm sorry, we're in the Marriott. Did you buy a? Lo- oh, the Hilton has the ice bar. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 did wow. you buy a lock that you? Oh yeah, there's the ice bar. There's a in bar the made of ice. And what? So you yeah. can like put your. Like, sorry, what sentence did I miss that I don't? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> in huh? The, in the Hilton in Cologne, Germany, they have yeah. a bar that the bar top is made of ice, and so you can put your beer on there and it stays cold, or you can put your whiskey and it's yep. chilled, or you can just get frostbite if you want. You can just get frostbite. That's nuts. You can lick it and become fused with the bar. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> essential 50. Did you guys miss me? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, yeah, so my pick, uh, Persona 4 Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of, so it was my introduction to Persona. I had never played a Persona game before this. Uh, totally fell head over heels in love with it. I think, um, man, like, you get to know those characters so well, and I think, like, they feel very real even though the world itself is obviously pretty goofy and there's weird stuff happening mm-hmm. um but like just like i don't know i the localization is incredible the voice acting is incredible yep. and so they feel like everyone has their own unique identity and everyone feels distinct from one another which like you know it can actually be kind of rare in a jrpg uh, i think there's a certain point where if you play like something set in like a fantasy setting um characters kind of all feel samey mm-hmm. whereas this is, by being contemporary like it, it you know you you get introduced to these characters and kind of care about them in a way I don't think you would otherwise. Yeah, and the fact that it takes place in like a modern day high school, like despite any of the fantastical elements, like so many of the characters in the game, I was like, oh, that reminds me of him or that reminds me of her. Exactly. And it's like this weird, like, oh, you sort of nailed what that kind of person is like, yeah. well, which games just, don't generally do well. It balances. There are a lot of games that are like dating sims. And, and first of all, I agree with that. But mm-hmm. second of all, there are so many games that are like dating sims and like that part of it works really well, but like the combat isn't great. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like the dungeon crawl is great, but like the dating stuff is really light or yeah. whatever. This thing, like, combines everything perfectly. It's, like, mm-hmm. very balanced. It's very happy. It's very bright. Like, I, I just, I know I really, I, I got the platinum in that game. I did a bunch of playthroughs. I'm probably going to go back soon. Like, I, I really love Persona. Um, yeah. Now, I have, a, also, I have a stupid question. Persona 4 Golden, that's the Vita version? Yes. Yes. Was that, and it was, Persona 4 was originally on PS2? PS2. Oh, okay. PS2. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. God, yeah. Yeah. So, it was, like, very late in the generation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, I think after, yeah, it was after the, the new gen already started, yeah. but it came to PS2. Um. There's, yeah, I mean, and that's the interesting thing is, like, there's, this got me to go back into the rest of the series. Like, I love Persona 3. I, mm-hmm. I actually, in some ways, I get better because it's darker. But, like, man, Persona is just, like, such an incredible franchise. Yeah. Could not be more excited for Persona 5. Yeah. And, like, I feel like Golden is such an incredible, like, easy entry point. And it's um, such a great, it's such a perfect fit for Portable. Like, yes, honestly, like, this sure. is, like, I think we've talked about this before, <clears throat> where one of the things that scares me about, uh, RPGs on consoles are that like I'm terrified to spend 100 hours in front of my TV Yeah. whereas like I travel a lot like I take public transportation a lot like I wouldn't mind going through a game on Vita that's that long no, especially not... like if you can multitask if you have a movie on yes. in the background that's actually a big a big kind of concern of like I'm curious about 5 because it looks like kind of the most sort of fleshed out most mm-hmm. kind of modern one obviously because yeah, that's far. how numbers work <laughs> uh, but is it, it's going to be just PS4 though, or is it PS3 it's not, and it's PS3 4. and 4? But it's not coming. Yeah, to, it's not coming to Vita. Uh, it could eventually, right? Like yeah. I, obviously they haven't said anything, but it's like 
Man, I would love Persona 3 on Vita even. Because uh, the problem is, like, you walk around, you look for save points. It's downloadable on Vita. Yeah, for it's PS- the PSP. PSP. Okay. So it's a PSP version where you can play as a girl, which is cool. But it's actually, like, you play as, like, a dot. Like, it's not, like, a fully realized Persona game. It's, like, a... a Sincerely, a, or a significantly scaled down version, mm. like without like cutscenes, it's like missing a lot. Well, of the you can, or you can download. You can just download Persona Three on PS3. No, on Vita. You can download the PS2 version. I have the I have the PS. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen. I it have the PS2 action. version of Persona Three on my Vita. I don't think that's true. That is a hundred. In any case, I guarantee you, if it that's is true. true. I'm very excited. All right, yeah. somebody's gonna write in and tell us about this. Yeah, I, no, I know. Do, I yeah. know very little about Persona. I got Persona Four Golden as. Uh, so I had to go when I went to play Metal Gear Ground Zeroes. I went to Japan, which was uh, made me miss Valentine's Day, Aww. and kind of as a, I was gone for like ten days, and I was like, "Hey, uh, was my my fiance was kind of like she was cool about it. She's like, you're going to Japan for work to play your favorite video game. You're still missing Valentine's Day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but I got you this game that I know you're gonna like. And she's <laughs> always she's like she's always been into like um, you know she's an anime. She's a, she's a total weeaboo. So she's like I'm like you're gonna probably like this game. You're, she likes Vita games. Yeah. You know she likes to play handheld stuff. And I'm like you're gonna like this. And I just I just had a hunch, you know. And she wound up basically shutting me off to play it. Like she was straight up ignoring me. Like we had fights because she was glued to it. You know she just wasn't link. speaking to me. And I'm like you know what it's whatever. That's cool. I'm glad she had fun. Yeah. Um. But now you have like a grudge against this game forever. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm cool with it. I actually I like that one because she because she finished it and she's like, oh, I like I got this I got a date with this one lady and I'm like, all right, that's cool. And what I didn't like is when she played Spelunky on her Vita nonstop because she'd be like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be and I'm like, it's never it never ends. It's ne- you <laughs> yep. will not you can you have beat it before, but it will never die. Yep. That game cannot be killed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Persona is like it's like I have been told from numerous people about why it's it's incredible yeah, and it's, it's awesome. funny you say that because like I, I remember when I beat it uh, at the time I was like I would pay forever to just have DLC that's like even if it wasn't story stuff it's just like nonsense like oh you can run around the town and mm-hmm. here's like two more people to have random social links with like that world is just so inviting and, mm-hmm. and awesome that like yeah it, it just I don't know there's something very special about that game and it's hard it kind of clicks at a different point for everybody mm-hmm. um I think it's like very Japanese. It's it's very much like if you like like Mitch loved it, but he hated all the dungeon crawling and hated all the combat because that's just not what he's into. But he got into the characters and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so I think it's different for everybody. But yeah, like when it does click with you, it clicks in a way that very few games can. Yeah, like that's I, in my probably top ten games of all time. The the JRP, like JRPGs. I I mean I grew up playing like you know Final Fantasy and stuff. I never I was like played bits and pieces at friends' house. Um, but I like. I, I really respect them as a as a as a concept, and I, I know that there's totally like a like a wonderful, they're like they're a great genre. It's kind of weird to say like, oh, it's all this one major genre that comes out of this country is this type of thing. But you know what I mean, you know, turn based, sure. you know, JRPG. Right, right. Um, Persona Four seems like kind of in the same way that like like Rayman Origins is like the logical futuristic progression of something like Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Like this seems like the future of like an early Final Fantasy game, you know? Yeah, and like honestly, Final Fantasy is definitely even to more like so than combat. current Final Fantasy games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah, you can I guess you can trace that origin a lot more easily looking at this than you yeah. can looking at like 15. Yeah. Totally. But also like I mean it's got it's got like, you know, it's got cutscenes, animated cutscenes and stuff and I think that yep. that's so much more of a, a logical transition of old sprite based stuff that yeah, sure. like super hyper realistic yeah. you know and honestly, hair like is everything they've been doing with uh 
uh, like showing off five so far. It's almost like Star Wars, where like each of the looks have been so perfect, and it just yep. like it seems like they're the characters are like the age of like the characters in Catherine. It seems like they keep going to a bar like they do in Catherine. You get a cat is, now. You get a cat man, which is the first part of Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. <laughs> it's actually a cat woman. <laughs> God, it's, yeah, it's so awful. Yeah, I'm super excited. And those trailers always look like like the editing is like Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, it looks it looks gorgeous. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, but it no, looks gorgeous. Definitely. So Catman, um, so excited. Good stuff. Yeah, accepted. Mm-hmm. Persona 4 Golden. Yay! Golden. Now we never have to another have to have to have a uh, never have to another Persona game in the Essential 50 ever. Persona again. The end. Persona 4 Golden accepted. Unlike Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> Persona 4 Goldfarb. Um, oh. All right. Uh, so that is our show yeah. for you, fine listeners yes. and viewers at home or on iPods or whatever you however yeah. you do this iPods. thing. iPods. Yeah. Anyway, um, we um, should should we talk about June twenty seventh? Yes, we have June twenty seventh is yeah. a special day. It's the day your grandma, grandmother, and grandfather first sat down to talk about making your parents. Speaking it's also of, the day, of, and also speaking of Max disappointing his loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, please don't. I'm not, not going to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, not interrupting anyone special's birthday party or anything. <laughs> On June 27th, we will be having Beyond 400. Yeah, and Unlock 200, yep. the live extravaganza. And to celebrate this meeting of a great Xbox and a great PlayStation podcast, we will be playing Mario Kart 8. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we should as a that'd joke. Be, I think it'd be, that'd really, be really funny. Really, that'd be great. Um, we will be blowing up a Wii U welcome to our and overcoming our differences. And the cast of Beyond versus the cast of Unlocked yeah. and Smash Brothers, eight players, and I will be very confused. We will be giving away one Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> um, but yes, it's on June 27th. It is going to be here in San Francisco. They are. It's the same event, but they are separate shows. Don't look. Yep. A lot of people have been like, why are you doing that? Is that me? Cage fights? Was I doing my own? Was that impre- yeah, I was don't. doing Max's impression of me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh no, guys! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what have I ever like said? Oh, I ate mimosas. Oh no! <laughs> well, actually, that one is pretty accurate. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll hit too close to home now, Max. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be June 27th here in the city. Uh, tickets are going to be going up extremely soon. And by extremely, I mean 99% sure before the next episode. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Cool. Uh, so, so we'll be, yeah, follow us on Twitter, unlock, or be on Facebook group. Uh, we'll be, yeah. Um, we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop on that, and it's gonna be awesome. All of us. Be a fun be time. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, thank you guys all so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we get to see you soon. Yeah. If you come to this thing we just told you yeah. about, Ooh. if you didn't hear what we said, you should rewind. You can see Max do his mean impression of Marty live. Yeah. <laughs> Until Marty cries, <laughs> we're gonna put we're gonna put you in a cage and have people come up and do impressions of you next to the cage, and you're just gonna and be like, people are gonna, oh, "This is terrible. <laughs> this is a mean thing to do." It's so much. Sounds kind of like Jimmy Stewart, like a rough Jimmy Stewart. So do you. <laughs> but a little bit of like. <laughs> Stewart. Stewart. Allergies. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh, Clarence, I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Goldfarb, you're go, 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 Garfep. G-A-R-F-E-P. That's the one. Which sounds like a weird elf man or something <laughs> something or other. That's what it is. It's a weird it's elf man. Popular. I had sex with Garfep in Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought a I tunic from Garfep. Um, <laughs> and you, of course, can send us emails that we will sometimes read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just beyond at IGN.com. Yeah. Send those to us. And uh, we do trawl through there for stuff to talk about on this fine show. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. We love you. Good night. Beyond. 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 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.